Welcome to American Indian Living, a program developed by the Native Education and Health Initiative to improve and enhance the health of people throughout the Native communities. American Indian Living is hosted by Dr. David DeRose, a board-certified specialist in both internal medicine and preventive medicine. Dr. DeRose has a wide range of experience with Native health issues, and he's ready today to help you learn more about your health. Here's Dr. DeRose. Welcome to American Indian Living. Dr. David DeRose doing another in a series of exciting shows, at least exciting to me, in this uh, venue, Spokane, Washington. August of 2015 is when we're recording this program. We're at the ASI International Convention, and I've got some folks from literally all over the country, all over the world, some of whom are making a very huge impact right in Indian country. That is the case with my two guests across from me. I've got Jim Landelius and Pat Humphrey. Great to have the two of you with us today. Good to be here. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Now, even though your names may not be household words, they may be, I just don't know who all is listening today, what you've been working on, a very exciting project, I know has been well-received throughout Indian country Pat, tell us about what you've been working with. It's uh, really raising a lot of eyebrows throughout uh, Native communities. Well, I am editor of American Indian Living magazine, and the purpose of this magazine is to enhance the health and wholeness of the indigenous populations of North America, and it's been getting a great response. Now, I've seen that magazine going out at the National Congress of American Indians. I know it's been out in other settings as well. Jim, you're the circulation manager for the magazine. Correct. Just uh, how widely is this uh, being distributed? It's being distributed throughout uh, North America, both the United States and Canada. We, uh, we ship in large quantities, and then uh, we ship in smaller quantities. The smaller, the smaller quantities, like 20 or less, I take care of as far as the mailing. Where it's actually printed, they take care of the larger orders. And, so, and then I t- take care of... Uh, who we're sending it to, and the quantity. So that's kind of my responsibilities. So this magazine is not the typical magazine, at least distribution model, that most people would think of, where it's a lot of individual subscribers. But you're mailing these out to tribes, to Native communities. Is that right? Is that the, the strategy that you've been using? It's it's actually a little bit of, of both. We, we mail out to organizations, but there are individuals and so we're we're putting trying to put together a model that we can send it out and still keep our costs low. What we do ask is uh, uh, if some if they can help us with shipping, especially on the you know on the individual orders. Uh, the magazine itself, of course, is totally free. Okay, I mean that's an amazing concept. Now, Pat, what kind of stuff are you guys putting as an editorial team into the magazine? Well, the uh, magazine is based on. Uh, the creation health model. This uh, model is a comprehensive model that um, is based on an acronym called Creation Health, and each letter of the word creation actually stands for a different aspect of health. And so every issue, um, and I'm working on my third issue right now as, as editor, but every issue is themed around one of those principles of the creation health model. So, for example, the first issue uh, was creation or was choice, which is the first one. Uh, Rest was the second one. That was the most recent one we published. And the one that we're working on now is on environment, and that's going to be coming out this fall. Okay. Now, if, if some folks haven't seen this model before, 
It was developed by one of the largest hospital systems in the U.S., yes, right? Yes, Florida Hospital, and we have a cooperative arrangement with them where we can publish all of their materials and, um, you know, at uh, no cost, and we are able to, to use all of the materials that they've produced, and we share it in our magazine. So that makes up about half of what we publish in every issue. And then the other part of our content, we have other partners, such as NCAI. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't officially endorse the magazine, but we have a good working relationship with them, and they provide content that would be of interest to the population that we're trying to reach. And we also work with other organizations. And we're even looking for um, writers and contributors who would be interested in also uh, contributing to the magazine with oh, articles. Okay. Yes. Oh, this so is great. We welcome so, that. So mm-hmm. go ahead, Jim. One thing people don't, uh, I think a lot of people don't realize about Florida Hospital, out of all the, the hospitals and medical entities in the Orlando area, they were chosen by Walt Disney. They are the official hospital of the Walt Disney Corporation. So this, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't just some, you know, organization, uh, what are they doing? This is one of the top uh, medical facilities in the United States no, that it's, we're working with. It's, uh, it's kind of just an interesting historical note. Back uh, actually many years ago, I was working for Florida Hospital, doing preventive oh. medicine with them. And I was involved in some of those early discussions when Disney was talking about a, a partnership with Florida. You're exactly right. So that's the history. And uh, they've developed this model. The acronym, like Pat mentioned, is CREATION. So each of the letters in CREATION stand for a different element of health. You said the yes. first C was CHOICE. You did our, a- yes, we did the, our first issue or my first issue as editor on CHOICE, then REST. Uh, the next one is environment. Uh, A stands for activity. Okay. Uh, T stands for trust. I is for interpersonal relationships. Uh-huh. O is for outlook or our mental outlook. Uh-huh. And uh, N is for t- nutrition. So we recognize, and I'm sure that you do as well as a lifestyle medicine physician, recognize that health isn't just about what you put into your body. Mm-hmm. It's not just about getting enough exercise. It's a comprehensive model that really looks at the whole person health and so that's the philosophy of creation health and that's the philosophy that we have uh, with this magazine now i love doing radio but there's certain things that i i just wish i was behind the camera to do because i do some television work as well because right now you're sitting here pat with two beautiful copies and i say beautiful because they're really attractively laid out copies of american indian living magazine now some of our listeners they're pretty astute and when it comes to the title of the magazine they're wondering if dr DeRose is misspeaking because he says american indian living radio american indian living radio and now here he is slipping up and he's calling the magazine the same name or is it the same name Yes. Well, we actually partner and we actually share a lot of the same uh, principles. And so we partner together. And uh, the magazine has been so well received. It is, of course, targeted at American Indians. But interestingly enough, people who see it 
no matter what background they come from, they're interested in the magazine. And uh, so it really has a, a very wide reach in terms of audience, but we do specifically try to target with um, articles that are written by people who can relate to the native uh, population. So. Yeah, so if you're, if you're enjoying American Indian Living Radio, you really want to take advantage of getting a copy of American Indian Living in print. Now, Jim, I don't know. Are there e-copies? I mean, do, you, do you have an electronic version of the magazine that people can access as well? That's one thing that we're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been doing this for about a little over a year and a half now. And uh, I don't want to say that resources are slim, but it's not that we have a, an, an abundance. Okay. Uh, you know, we rely on, on donors and things. And so it's, it's kind of one step at a time. That's in the works. Mm-hmm. And eventually we'll have an online version. But we don't want to just throw something up there and it be poor quality. Yes. When we do it, we want it to be the Absolutely. very best that there is. But if someone does want an individual copy, they can actually email American Indian Living at SWUC.org, and we will send them out a sample copy. So if they just want one copy they want to see, or a couple of copies, they want to see what it looks like, that's American Indian Living at SWUC.org. We'll be happy to get them a sample or two of the magazine. And it really does look good. I have to admit, we've got a great designer, Mm -hmm. and she takes great pain. She's very creative. Uh, to make it attractive because, you know, if something doesn't look good, you're not going to want to pick it up to find out what the content is. And so uh, we've got good content, but it looks good as well. No, I mean, this this really is very nice. And you've got pictures in here from throughout Indian country. As, yes. as I'm looking, you know, yes. it is, it's clearly a, a native magazine. Yes, absolutely. And our designer is, uh, our graphic designer is native. Okay. She has a native heritage. So. Yes. And, and several, not every single person on the team is, is native, but many of our contributors, many people that put the heart and soul into the magazine are native. And so they have, you know, that eye. You know, we put out something that's, that's very contextualized. So free copies available at American Indian Living. That's easy to remember. Correct. At SW, like Southwest, mm-hmm. UC. Yes. Dot org. Correct. Okay, SWUC.org, Correct. American Indian Living at that uh, domain. So let's just talk a little bit more because you've really thrown out some things that I wasn't even aware of. You're looking for authors. Yes, we are. Uh, yes, we're looking for articles on on health, especially as it relates to American Indians. We're looking for articles on education, any issue that really is of interest to people um, who are American Indians, we would welcome articles on those topics. In fact, we've reprinted material that we've seen in other publications. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we're looking for additional authors, additional writers. And one thing that we've been talking about is, you know, submission guidelines. Because what we've started with is just kind of in-house. Mm-hmm. Um, those that are involved in the health work, those that are involved in Native ministries, um, but we're wanting to expand that so we involve more people. And we've been talking just today about, you know, submission guidelines so there's, you know, there's no confusion. And when someone reads that, this is what they're looking for and this is what yes. we can provide. Okay. And we're also looking for people who are interested in sharing their testimony. If they've read the magazine or if they've 
uh, found that the principles that we advocate in the magazine have been uh, a help to them in their personal lives. And we know that there are people, particularly uh, diabetes, as, as we all know, is um, a problem in this community. But we know of people who've taken these principles, apply them to their lives, and they've been able to actually reverse their diabetes. And so if people would like to share their testimony of how these principles have helped them, we want to hear from them. Definitely. Tremendous, tremendous. So is it the same point of contact if someone yes. wants to contribute to the magazine? Absolutely, yes. Okay, so as long as I can just remember... This uh, simple, relatively simple email address, American Indian Living at SWUC.org, then I'm in business. You're in business. I can get free copies. Yes. I can find out how to uh, be a contributor to the magazine. Yes. And then if they're wanting to get bulk copies, we also have a website, mm-hmm. AILorders.com. And um, again, the, the price is great. You can't beat it free. Uh, all we ask is that you pay for shipping costs, and uh, you can order in bulk. And so that website is AILorders.com. So I want to make sure I'm, I'm hearing this right. I'm, you know, there's someone listening from a, a native health clinic, and they're saying, uh, boy, we could use 200 of these copies. They can just go to AIL for American Indian Living Orders dot com and say I want two hundred copies of the magazine and all you're gonna charge them is for the shipping? That's right. Now, yep. Okay now I, I'm I know you guys aren't like this, but I just gotta air this because we're on the air and people don't know you. I've purchased online some of these, you know, books for a penny. And all I have to do is pay shipping and handling, and they charge me five bucks for shipping and handling. Is this one of those deals where, you know, if I'm going to order these 200 magazines for, quote, free, then there's going to be this shipping and then a handling charge. And I'm going to say, wait a minute, I just paid, you know, $2 a magazine. I got a bill for $400. I know someone's wondering about that. What do you, Jim's got his calculator here. I'm, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm actually going to, I'm going to go to the website. I'm going to have to, oh, put, okay, my, okay. Have to put my reading glasses on here. Uh, but I will tell you exactly what the, uh, what the cost for shipping is. Okay. I believe it's $45. They're available in lots of 150 Okay. And the shipping is $45. That's 150 it. Yep. Flat shipping fee. Yep. Okay. Through PayPal. Listen, it's a great magazine. Our time has run out. You guys are doing a great work. Keep up the good work. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you so much. Okay. We are going to be back with more on today's edition of American Indian Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. Don't go away. Don't go away because we've got more to come here from Spokane, Washington. Stay tuned. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this.
My name is Florence A.Q. For lunch today, I had grilled chicken and squash. I am Zuni Indian, and I have the power to prevent diabetes. My name is D. Dakota Denesosi. I turned the TV off and took my nieces and nephews for a walk. We saw two jackrabbits, an eagle, and zero cartoons. I'm from the Dine Nation, and I have the power to prevent diabetes. Science has proven that if we lose as little as 10 pounds by walking briskly for 30 minutes, five days a week, and make healthier food choices, we can prevent diabetes. My name is Barbara Akisafbuk Curtis. I'm losing weight and being more active. I am Alaskan Inupiaq Eskimo, and I have the power to prevent diabetes. For more information on how to prevent diabetes, talk to your health care provider. For free materials, call the National Diabetes Education Program at 1-800-438-5383 and ask for the power to prevent diabetes. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. This is Meryl Streep. Over the years, I have played some characters you could call controlling. But the truth is, there's so much in life we can't control. But here's something we can. Colorectal cancer. It affects men and women, and it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S., which is astounding, considering it's almost entirely preventable. Here's how. Most colon cancers start as polyps, and screening helps find polyps so they can be removed before they even turn into cancer. Screening also finds this cancer early, when treatment works best. For me, screening was simple and quick. It was no big deal, except for the huge sense of relief you feel afterwards. There are several tests that you can choose from. If you're 50 or older, you should talk to your doctor. Decide which one's right for you. Take control. Do everything you can to prevent colon cancer. Screening saves lives. It could really save your life. For more information, call 1-800-CDC-INFO. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE, 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to American Indian Living. Dr. David DeRose, we're continuing a series of shows from Spokane, Washington, we're here in the convention center, a lot of activity around us. And across from me, another guest, this time Lemuel Vega. He's the director of a very interesting project called Christmas Behind Bars. Great to have you with us, Lemuel. Hey, man, it's a blessing to be here in Spokane, Washington. Now, Lemuel, I mean, you got everybody's attention. I mean, to hear this Christmas Behind Bars, I mean, behind bars, I mean, it's making me think of prison, but... Christmas isn't something I associate with uh, those who are incarcerated. Tell me what this is all about. Well, I'll tell you, for those who have been incarcerated, Christmas is the loneliest time of the year. And, you know, we think about our families when we're in prison. And for the families, we think about our loved ones who are in prison. So Christmas is a, is a meaning of freedom for our world. Um, there's hope uh, through the true meaning of Christmas. I was in prison for some years uh, over the Christmas holidays and now, by the many opportunities we've been given, we take gift packages back to prisoners, people who are incarcerated, not only at Christmas time, but all throughout the year, to let them know they're not forgotten. Wow. So this is something, this is a work that really grew out of your personal experience. Absolutely. I was in prison myself, sad to say, as a young man, 18 years old, sitting in the county jail, facing 10 to 20 years in prison, and I remember a handful of volunteers that came around came around the catwalk in the old in the old jail and they sang a few songs to us 
and it brought tears to my eyes, and it's forever been etched on my heart, the value of reaching out to those people during that dark time in their life. Wow, wow. So tell me a little bit about the scope of this work. You were touched by someone or a group of people when you were behind bars, and now you're trying to make a difference for other people who are struggling. Where all are you operating? Um, in many states, uh, we're as far west as uh, Arkansas and Kansas, as far south as Georgia, as far east as Virginia, and then as far north as Minnesota. So that's that's kind of all the states in between. Um, we're trying to expand into more states. Um, the true meaning of Christmas uh, behind bars is to let them know they're not forgotten, um, to let them know that they can uh, change and make a difference in their community upon their release. You know, as a young person, I uh, started out stealing uh, before I was in first grade. Um, and in, in first grade, you know, everything went well. In second grade, I was tied my seat with a jump rope and kicked out of a Christian school and a public school in third grade. And I kind of have a third grade education today because I gave up. I couldn't catch wow. up. Uh, I couldn't make up. And you know, by the age of 13, you know, we all want to fit into society. You know, we want to fit in. We want to belong. And and I begin to fit in with the drug uh, people that were 18, 19 years old, selling drugs, doing drugs, and started drinking at a very young age. And so I found a solace. Um, I found an out. I found a numbing agent, uh, the pain to mask the pain of life at, at a young age. And so alcoholism became very prevalent in my life, drug addiction as a young man, and I began selling narcotics in the Chicagoland area. And, and I made literally thousands of dollars before I was 18 years old. But there at 18 years old, I sat in that county jail with, with no friends. Um, they were all gone when you don't have mm. uh, money or drugs. They're gone. So there I sat, and my attorney took most of my money that I had made. And so off to prison I go, shackled and handcuffed to someone I don't even know doing life in prison. And I go in the back gates of a maximum security prison. I'll tell you, the sad reality is prison does not have the ability to change our lives. Just mm. because you lock someone up, that uh, doesn't change our lives. And what I want to tell the inmates is, is we weren't born drug addicts. We weren't born alcoholics. We weren't born wife abusers. We weren't born sex offenders. We born with a problem, and it's a handicap, in my mind, called sin. Our, our sin nature starts as young children, and then it continues to gravitate more and more, faster and faster into other aspects of our life. So for my life, the center, uh, the core of my problem was sin, was a life uh, that was unmanageable. And then all these other spokes in the wheel, if you will, uh, were problems that then society looked on that they want to incarcerate us. And some of the things we do even give us the death penalty. So there I was in prison over the holidays. I remember some people that came in and brought some things to us when I was in the prison. And, you know, I was getting ready to get out of prison, and I, I didn't want to go back to prison. I didn't want drugs no more. And so I practiced not getting high in prison because in okay. prison you can get narcotics, you can get alcohol, you can get whatever in prison. So I'm going home in a year. I knew that, and I made a decision. I said, I'm not going to get high no more. And when you make the first decision for right, the first positive step in the right direction— the best dope started coming into the prison. They said, Vega, you ain't going to try this. The bomb is here. The ganja is here. Try this, dude. I said, no, man, I'm going home, and I don't want to come back. Hmm. The sad reality is, is I went home with one year clean, and, and then it wasn't very long, and I looked at everybody's cars, their clothes, their boats, their motorcycles, all their stuff, and I said, man, I know how to get stuff. 
and I started taking narcotics back to the officers in the wow. prison. The officers took them to my friends. My friends sold them. They sent me the money. And so for the next 12 years of my life, I had convertibles, boats, motorcycles, gold. I had stuff, but I was so more in bondage out here in the free world than I was in a maximum security prison. So let me see if I got this right. You're telling me that after you spent that time in prison, you actually, uh, maybe I'm reading too much into this, you developed some contacts with the guards and stuff? Did you actually meet people Correct. that you then used to bring stuff back into the prison? Correct. For two, $300, if their life isn't right in a positive direction, whether you're the, the president of the United States, king, queen, uh, police officer, whatever, if your life isn't right in a positive direction, we don't have the ability to say no to that sin nature. Wow. So for two, 300 bucks, they'd carry the packages into my friends. They would sell them. They would send me the money in the post office box, and I would buy all this stuff. But yet I was stuffless, unhappy, sick and ready to die at 35 years old, and I wanted change. And I can tell the people, the audience, whatever, I can tell you what's going to happen if I give you a pile full of narcotics. You're either going to run out or you're going to die. Hmm. That's it. I mean, so we always want more. We can never get enough to satisfy that longing in our life that we were born with. We have a longing to fit in. We have a longing to be loved. And there's a power that I found in a hospital room sick and ready to die probably 20 years ago. Wow. So you were in prison for how long the first time? I got eight years. I got out in four for good behavior. Okay. And then you get back into the drug culture. You're making the big money. Correct. You're living the high life as people would uh, perhaps Supposedly. label it. Yeah. And you're just miserable. But not only were you miserable mentally and morally, you ended up in physical duress. Is that right? Physical. I, I actually uh, contemplated suicide. I'd actually wrote a letter. Um, I was tired of this life. I hated the drugs. And I know that anybody that's suffering with drug addiction or alcoholism today, they're not happy. And they just continue to go one more night, one more time, one more numb, one more checkout, thinking somehow it'll be different. And they'll never find that rainbow that they're looking for um, through through addiction or alcoholism. Wow. And so did you end up in the hospital with an overdose, or do you have some other related problem? I've OD'd many times. I'm thankful to still be alive, and I, I give God the honor and the glory for that because uh, without my own, I, I would have died many times. I went to treatment, 35 uh -huh. years old. I'd never known anybody in the whole world that wanted to quit using drugs but me. I never knew anybody that had ever been in treatment before. But I heard about a place called Charter Beacon Hospital. And so I went to this place. I told my wife, I said, come and get me. I was at a hotel room. I said, come and get me. I need help. I want to go to this hospital. And, you know, I got there at 10 o'clock at night. I threw my narcotics in the, in, the, in the trees in the parking lot. I threw my narcotics. I walked into this hospital. And, and somebody met me at the door. His name was Jerry. Jerry was a counselor for this treatment facility. And Jerry had six years clean. So Jerry gave me a little bit of hope. I said, but Jerry, I've been in prison. He said, me too. I said, what prison? He told me. I said, me too. I said, what cell house? I said, H cell house. He said, me too. So Jerry had six years clean. He gave me a little mm. hope. I walked into the hospital. And at 2 o'clock in the morning now, when I got back to the nurse's station, the first things I heard was some man said, psh, psh. He said, hey, man, you got any rocks on you? I said, dude, get away from me. I said, I want help. I want change. I had no idea that these rehab centers, for the most part, are just a place to get away from the street, get away from, to get your job back. It's mm. just a, almost a game. And I went to treatment, brother. I went to treatment. And what they told me in the first 30-some hours I was in treatment, 
they told me I needed more more drugs. I needed uh, methadone for a heroin problem. I needed an abuse for an alcoholic problem. And I said, no, man, I've been on medication since I was a child. I've been seeing psychiatrists and evaluations since I was a child. I didn't come here for drugs. I've got drugs at home. I don't want drugs no more. And I went to a music class, and it's real interesting, 15, 20 of us sitting around in a circle in this room, and the ladies say, when you all feel like using drugs, what you should go home and do is put on some headphones and listen to some easy listen music and that will calm you. Well, give me a break, woman. You don't know what you're talking about because when temptation comes in my mind, my hand is already in the cookie jar and I ain't got no power to go home first because if I could go home first, I wouldn't go to the dope house. So I went in my room. I gave up. I said, these people can't help me. I pushed my bed up against the door. I was in the valley of decision. Lo and behold, there was a knock on my door. And I wasn't very nice. I said, what do you want? And it was a pastor. It was a Seventh-day Adventist pastor. And he wanted to come in and have prayer with me. And he told me this story. So he's talking outside the door? No, no. I let him come in. I let him come in. Listen, you got us on the edge of our seats. We want to hear more about your story because it's an amazing one. I think there's a lot of hope there for many people tuning in. But our time in this segment has just about slipped away from us, okay? So we are going to ask you who are listening to stay by. I've got Lemuel Vegas staying by. We're going to come back in our next segment and hear the amazing change in his life and what it can mean for you and those you love. I'm Dr. David DeRose. We're broadcasting from ASI 2015. We will be back with more from Lemuel Vega and others here in Spokane, Washington. Stay tuned. we got more coming up. American Indian Living will continue in a moment. If you have questions or comments about today's pre-recorded broadcast, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. I'm Karen, and two very important people in my life, my husband and my father, have been diagnosed with atrial fibrillation. Atrial fibrillation, or AFib, is a type of irregular heartbeat. People with AFib are five times more likely to have a stroke than people without AFib. Talk with a healthcare professional today about your risk and learn how to manage AFib to prevent a stroke. Visit stroke.org AFib to learn more. My name is Mira Batra. I have been in this country 32 years, and this is how I live united. America has always been the land of promise, and in my community, many families have come for a better life. Coming from another culture myself, I know the desire to become part of a community, to feel at home, and to gain the tools for our children and families to succeed. So I advocate for these families with United Way. United Way empowers them to look beyond their histories and to see what opportunities are available. We help them get involved with their kids' schools, network within the community, and when we do, we unite them. We make the community stronger. What I do is something I wish someone had done for me, and I am so grateful I am able to. My name is Meera Batra. I help families see opportunities and succeed. I don't just wear the shirt. I live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Did you know that 63% of homes contain allergens from cockroaches? And that mice spread potent asthma triggers found in 82% of homes? It's true. Common household pests are major offenders on the list of indoor allergens. Learn what you can do to help your family breathe easier. Visit PestWorld.org. 
A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. You're back with Dr. David DeRose in Spokane, Washington. That's where we're recording this edition of American Indian Living. Across from me is Lemuel Vega. We're talking about an amazing experience. He had really, uh, as they say in the addictions community, hit rock bottom. I'm assuming you pushed your bed against the door. You were thinking of taking your own life. Is that what you were thinking? I knew they didn't have no hope for me in this hospital room. The doctors couldn't help me. The counselor didn't help me. And I had 35 years of failure, and I didn't know what to do. Wow. And so basically you're in this moment of distress. Prison is in your background, drug dealing. You're looking for help. It doesn't seem to be there. And then you get a knock on the door and it's a Seventh Day Adventist pastor. Did you ever hear of such a thing before? I had. As a child, I had went to a Seventh Day Adventist school. So that was ironic that a Seventh Day Adventist pastor came. And did he know you were there? Um, somehow someone had told him I was in the hospital. And he really? Yeah. And he showed up? He showed up and he shared something with me. He said, I've never been in prison. I've never been addicted to drugs. But what he said is when my mother died, he said, I got addicted to cough syrup. And I'm thinking, man, you don't understand what my <laughs> addictions are. But he said that he prayed and God helped him with that deliverance from that cough syrup addiction. He had prayer with me and he left and my bed went back up against the door and I'm in the valley of decision. I don't remember what he prayed, but I remember that God helped him with his problem. Uh-huh. And I walked over to my window. It was a Friday evening and I saw the most beautiful sunset I'd ever seen in my whole life. Mm. And as I stood there looking at that sunset, I, I remembered in third grade that I heard there were no two snowflakes ever created the same. I never saw snowflakes under a microscope, so I don't know. But that thought came to me. And I said, man, if God can paint that sunset to be gone in a moment of time, somehow he surely must be able to help me. And so, doctor, I kneeled down and prayed in the middle of my hospital room. And my only prayer to to a God I never had a really personal relationship was, was, dear Jesus, please help me. I want to quit, but I can't. And that began a brand new paragraph in my life. They released me that night, a couple hours after that prayer. I went home, and we began going to church, my wife and I. And it was about nine months later that this same pastor, we were attending his church, this same pastor and his wife had the idea of making some packages and going down to the local county jail. I said, man, that would be a great idea. I'd resigned from a good factory job. The Lord blessed me with the grocery business. So I had a lot of snacks and that kind of stuff that I was selling door-to-door to to the Amish people. So we donated year after year. It started with one jail, then two, then five, then prisons added on. So for the last 19 years, we have had the opportunity to go into maximum security jails, prisons, and take a message of hope that we can't change on our own, but by God's grace, he will empower and enable us. Does that make sense to you? Well, it does, but I I, I just, I mean... You made things so succinct, I'm just trying to catch my breath and see if I get the whole picture. You you mean to tell me that even though you went to this drug rehab hospital, 
because you didn't want to go along with the program. They said we couldn't help you. Is that what happened? I knew that I knew that methadone and abuse couldn't help me. I've been to psych, psychologists and, and counseling and medication most of my life. They had told my parents as a young child I'd have to be on medication most of my life. Well, I'll tell you, doctor, I've had two Tylenol in the last 19 years. And so I've been through a lot of programs, and, mm-hmm. and it's God that helped me. And, and you mean after you prayed that prayer, after seeing that sunset, you have not gone back to using drugs? I have not gone back. To, actually, there was a knock on my door about two hours later after that prayer, and the nurse come in and says, I need you to sign this paperwork. You've been dismissed. I said, ma'am, let me ask you something. I said, what time the doctors dismiss me? Because normally you have planned dismissals. Normally they say, today you're going home tomorrow at 10 o'clock. And, and here she said, you were dismissed at 3.30 this afternoon, but I've had seven dismissals since I've came on my shift, and you're the last one. So God's timing, in my mind, was absolutely perfect. Well, let me see if I'm hearing this right. You mean to say you should have already been gone from that facility at the time that pastor came knocking on the door? No, actually, a program lasts for 30 days, but I had only been in there for less than three days, maybe two two days, something like that. So I was just starting the program, but I had gave up. So during that time frame, I was only there for a couple of days, but I've been released before I even went through the program. Okay. But but do you see what I'm asking? Because you mentioned the timing, and it sounded like he came around sundown. That would be well after 3.30. Oh. Do you see how I'm trying to connect the dots? Were you trying to make that point that it was somehow God had his hand over the circumstances that you were still there when he came by? Oh, yes. Well, yeah. The, the pastor was there. He came about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, 3.30. Uh, he left. Bed went back up against the door. And then I saw the sunset, which was magnificent. And then the nurse came about two hours later after I prayed by myself in my room and said, Dear Jesus, please help me. I want to quit. Wow. And that was, that was uh, basically the turning point in your life. That was a turning point in my life. Uh, there have been challenges. There's been trials. There's been temptations. There's been discouragements. But one Bible scripture that Dane Griffin left with me many years ago is Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I had six years clean. I was ready to throw it all in, ready to mm-hmm. go back to the world. And he shared one Bible verse with me. It was Philippians chapter four thirteen, And that one Bible verse says, wherever you are in the world today, we, you, can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. That's where my continual strength comes from, doctor. Wow. So you are, Lemuel, making a big difference with other people who are walking that same depressing journey that you walk through. You're not giving them uh, psychological counseling, <laughs> although there's a place for that. You're not giving them medications. I mean, we're going to, I'll be honest with you as a physician, sometimes the best thing we know is medication. But in your case, you had a miraculous spiritual deliverance. Now, I'm going to ask you something that's, that may You may feel like I'm putting you on the spot, but I have a lot of listeners who are listening to what you're saying, and they say, I mean, we're right there with you, Lemuel, and, uh, you know, they're praising God, they're, you know, singing hallelujah, and then there's other people saying, this Christianity is just a bunch of nonsense, that doesn't work for me, that's not my native heritage. Uh, Is there, from your perspective, is there any hope for the person who uh, doesn't have warm thoughts toward the God that you believe delivered you. Absolutely. I did not believe in God. I looked at the world. Uh, you know, I lost my little brother where I was in prison, and I had a lot of hurtful feelings. And, and so at some point in my life, doctor, we've tried everything else. So until they have tried 
to just surrender their life and say, Lord, here it is. Will you reshape it? Will you remake it? So I just encourage them to be willing to try one more time something different than what they've tried in the past. Okay, okay. So basically it wasn't because you were this uh, uh, Christian boy that it you know, came not. back to your senses. No, Absolutely. it was something very foreign to you, just like to many of my listeners. Doctor, I had tried everything else, and everything else had failed. Prison had failed me. I couldn't get my GD in prison. I had failed all my life, 35 years old, and I kneeled down and I prayed and said, Dear Jesus, please help me. So whatever you're struggling with out there in the world today, I just encourage you. The sun didn't miraculously get set in the sky. The moon and the stars don't miraculously shine. There's a power greater than ourselves. And I, I have found a relationship with Jesus Christ. And it has been a blessing and sustained my life. So let's talk back about the Christmas behind bars. Now, of course... Christmas, you know, it implies you're coming from a Christian perspective that we've been hearing from. But let's say someone's listening today and they say, you know, if it wasn't for all this Christian talk and the Christmas business, I'd say, you know, why don't you come and help the folks in our prison here? Uh, but I have some reservations about getting on the phone. Is this what you do? Is it practical help or is it a strongly religious component where someone would be reticent to call you and ask for your group to come and help prisoners in their area? Absolutely not. It is practical. Um, we try to supply hygiene items, uh, granola bars, pretzels, a tangible blessing to all the inmates, whatever their belief is. And we've actually had the Native Americans come and um, want to know that we have been, um, that they have offered a special gift uh, in their culture for the value of Christmas behind bars. So, and then that was in a big prison in Kentucky. The Native American culture came and said that they wanted to honor us, but for what we're doing to help all people. So whether, whether they're Muslims, whether they're Indians, whether doesn't matter. When we're in these situations, we're all hurting the same. When we, when we cut our finger, we all bleed the same. Hmm. So that pain goes through, through the families, through the children. And so, no, we would like to work with whoever we can, wherever we can. And if they want to check us out, uh, we have a website. And Tell it's, us. It's called ChristmasBehindBars.org. ChristmasBehindBars.org. They can email us. Our email address is on there. Um, I'll actually give you our email address. It is contact, C-O-N-T-A-C-T, contact at ChristmasBehindBars.org. Okay. So we'd like to help however we can. Um, I thank you for the opportunity, Doctor, to be here in Spokane and share with your listeners. Well, let me see if I can uh, bring this full circle because I was listening when you mentioned the geographical reach of your project, and it doesn't go further west than Arkansas. Did I hear you it, right? It hasn't. Uh, we need sponsors, and we need people being willing to help facilitate the program. We're willing to come. Um, as it grows, the Lord opens the doors. So let's say someone is listening from Colorado or from North Dakota. Absolutely. And they say, you know, we'd love to have someone help, helping us help our prisoners yeah. here. Maybe they're living near a prison. And they say, should we get on the phone and call? Should we uh, send an email yeah. to you? Or do you welcome yeah. emails Ab from? Absolutely. And what we would do is <clears throat> we would like to provide them with some letters of recommendation for this program from sheriffs from jail commanders, from other prisons uh, who appreciate and value the program, and then they could take those letters to their, their warden or their superintendent, and once we get approval for that, then we will help them 
either get packages out to their prison and we'll, we'll help them facilitate the program so they'll know how to do it next year. So now do you do full-time uh, full work uh, in this area yeah. or you have some other? Uh... No, it's full. Christmas Behind Bars is a full-time outreach ministry uh, program, uh, and we um, volunteer our time. No one in the ministry gets paid, uh, but yet um, we just want to serve. And the whole goal of this is to encourage those downtrodden people, whether they're in prison or out, to be willing to try one more time wow. because there is hope. I mean, it's a great message, and I know many listening today have friends, they have family members who are incarcerated. Uh, it's something that hits families hard, uh, not just in Indian country, but everywhere. Amen. And basically, what you're saying is you're there to help. I mean, you may not be able to coordinate something in California or in Arizona, but you definitely have resources and can try to help pull things together. Absolutely. And actually, we're hoping to do a program with... Uh, ASI Youth for Jesus in Phoenix next year. So we did one last year in Grand Rapids, uh, Spokane here. Uh, some of the facilities here wasn't as receptive here in Spokane, but um, somebody did reach out and try to make that happen here in Spokane. Okay, so if we have some of our listeners in the Phoenix area, uh, this uh, convention, ASI, is going to be there, and there's a, a Christian youth event that often precedes it, and they're going to be uh, trying to make a difference in the lives of uh, those individuals behind bars in the Phoenix, Phoenix area. That's right. Okay, so give us one more time the contact information, Lemuel. Uh, the website is christmasbehindbars.org, christmasbehindbars.org, and my email address is contact at christmasbehindbars.org. Okay, Lemuel Vega, he is the director of Christmas Behind Bars. You've heard basically his own story. He's not content just to enjoy a life of freedom. He wants to share it with other people. So wherever you're at in Indian country, we invite you to contact him at christmasbehindbars.org. That's christmasbehindbars.org. We've got one more segment in today's edition of American Indian Living. We've got another guest who's waiting to come on and share some amazing insights with you. Don't go away. We'll be back with more on today's edition of American Indian Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. What I say, you already know, but you don't believe. You won't accept. You don't conceive. When you're inside your car, you feel safest of all. Are you safe? Are you? Two tons of sheet metal in your hands. Two tons don't run on autopilot. You have a mission. It's no collision. Hold the phone. Don't text. You're angling to be next. Oh, you've done it before. What's the harm? Just this once, there's no alarm. Got your hands on the wheel? No big deal. Brothers and sisters, you won't see it coming. You're off the road. Your life explodes. It's not worth it. Don't do it. You only think there's nothing to it. Put it down. Hang up. Pay attention to highway action. Behind the wheel, there is no such thing as a small distraction. Join the conversation at DecideToDrive.org. A public service message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons who would rather help keep your bones strong than put them back together. We are here to say a word about cancer. When you talk to someone who has been diagnosed with cancer, be positive. Be supportive. That's it. 
Stop right there. Don't start telling them about your Uncle Vern. Or the next door neighbor. Don't be grim. Try not to disappear either. Don't cross to the other side of the street. Don't stop calling. Don't cry. Don't ever say you're living my worst nightmare. You know who you are. Here's the important part. Be positive. Be positive. Se positivo. Say these words. You will do great. Keep calling. Check in. Be a friend. Or be a new friend. Be a supportive. Positive friend. Smile. Try not to be afraid. Or act afraid. Fear is not useful. Be a funny, hopeful human being. If you come across cancer, let it transform you into your most positive self. And inspire. Urge. Fortify. Rally. Encourage someone to do great. This message brought to you by Cancer Survivors. For more information, to hear stories or share your own, visit DoGreatCampaign.com. Do great. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. You're back with Dr. David DeRose, the show American Indian Living. We're in the home stretch, our final segment for today's edition. We are still in Spokane, Washington at the ASI International Convention in the Convention Center here. And across from me, a perfect guest to close out the show, Al Navarro. Al, it's great to have you with us. It's great to be here. Thanks. Al, you are currently affiliated with a uh, another group of individuals who are getting words of hope and healing out there. We started the show, you may not be aware of this, with uh, a team that puts together the magazine American Indian Living. You are actually involved with what uh, group? Tell us. It's called Hope Channel Television, and it's a wonderful program. It's a program that is great for families. Okay, It has health messages on it from nutrition, uh, exercise, programs like that. One of my favorite is called Go Healthy for Good by uh, Dr. Nerida McKibben. She's a, an OBGYN from um, New Zealand, mm-hmm. and she does programs that are just top-notch. Wonderful. So the Hope Channel is a 24-7 programming channel, and it's yes, sir. mainly distributed how? How would someone tune into Hope Channel? Multiple ways. The most common way is uh, through DirecTV, and that's okay. channel 368. Uh-huh. 368. You can also stream it. Okay, if you have high-speed internet and a computer or an iPad or an iPhone, you can also uh, download a little Hope Channel app. Okay. Okay, and uh, you can watch it from your iPhone when you're traveling or whatever. You can just watch it. It's great. Really? So mm-hmm. anybody who's got Direct TV, they've got the Hope Channel accessible. Correct. And Channel 368 will take us to your programming. Right. Now, I'll be honest with you. I don't watch much television at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm running in a lot of circles, but... I do occasionally tune into the Hope Channel because I, I heard about it some years ago, and I've uh, really enjoyed some of the quality programming that you guys have. Good. So it's not just health. I mean, there's things, uh, nature programs. Yes, children's programming. Now, I'm, I'm going to confess to something else, and, and you tell me if I'm confused about this. But I've actually spent a fair amount of time in my educational career getting some background in the German language. And I actually learned that you have programming in German as well and other languages. Is, am I confused or is that, is that right? We offer on the uh, app mm-hmm. okay, all of the languages that Hope Channel broadcasts in. 
you're correct. German is one of them. Uh, Portuguese, Spanish, um, Arabic, um, Russian, and Ukrainian, mm -hmm. French, and many, many other languages. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's... It's constantly adding more languages. I believe we're up to probably 20-plus languages already. Wow. So the direct TV channel is just going to be in English. Correct. But, but if someone speaks another language, you've got programming, and often that programming was produced in the area of the world where they speak that language. Yes. We try to do it if, with the local population in the local language with... Um, broadcast that pertain to that area so yes because once i remember tuning into that german uh, channel and uh, it was actually some program obviously produced in germany or austria i think they were in a nature park or a zoo i don't know if it's a regular show you probably don't know all the things I, that you have on I've, the, I've seen that one have yes. you seen that mm -hmm. one yeah and i thought that was quite good so basically you though have an interesting role with the uh, this network tell us what your role is well, my official title is Director of Planned Giving. So I help people do what I call tax-smart planning. Mm -hmm. The United States government, uh, the IRS, is very, very generous with people if they are willing to recognize and support a charitable organization mm -hmm. such as Hope Channel. So there are instruments that are available that are recognized by the IRS to support charities. So I help people learn about those and then to fund them if they would so desire. Now, from my limited experience with Hope Channel, it seems like you don't have any paid advertising on there. Is that right? Uh, that is correct. And so basically, this is entirely viewer-funded. Is that right? Viewer-supported, Absolutely. So you've got a station that runs 24-7, all kinds of programming, and, I mean, that's expensive. Yes, it, uh, we try to keep it uh, as economically uh, feasible as possible, but, uh, yes, it does take money. But we have people around the country, North America, uh, that are willing to support it because they appreciate what they see and what it's doing for them in their families and in their own personal lives. And one of the roles you have is if someone says, you know, I like this station, I want to support it, you actually have the, the legal training, the professional training to help someone do that in a way that is most favorable for them financially, right? I am trained and certified uh, in plan giving so mm -hmm. that I can give them these instruments to think about, look over, and then I highly encourage them to speak with their professional advisors, mm -hmm. whether it's a financial planner, whether it's their CPA uh, or their attorney. And before they would uh, go into one of these instruments, they make sure that uh, it's going to be beneficial for their financial situation. Now, on this uh, particular program, we started by talking, as I mentioned earlier, about the magazine American mm -hmm. Indian Living a free magazine that anyone in Indian country or outside of Indian country can take advantage of. Now we're talking about really, if you will, a, a free television network. And I say free because a lot of people say, well, listen, everything's free. I mean, I can just get it on the Internet. But you're paying a cost, really, when you're bombarding your mind with all these commercial messages. And as a physician, I know 
that those commercials, I mean, the only reason they're there is because the businesses are making money by them. And they're usually not promoting eating more broccoli and eating apples. Have you noticed that? Absolutely. They're selling products that aren't necessarily the most helpful. That's right. And so basically, you've got an alternative, no commercials. And really, it seems like you folks are trying to be careful to give a message that's really... uh, focused on whole person health. Is that part of your mission? That definitely is a major part. Okay. So um, I'll be honest with you. You mentioned Dr. McKibben mm-hmm. and her show. I've heard about this show. I've actually never seen it. Can you give us, tell me again the name of the program? It's called Go Healthy for Good. Okay. Go Healthy for Good. Mm-hmm. And I could view that on the Hope Channel. Yes. Now, do you have viewing on demand where I can go on a, a website where I could just watch her show, or is that not an option? You can uh, go on to the Hope Channel website, and we do have some of the programs archived. Oh, okay. So you can do that, yes. And what is the website? Uh, www.hopetv.org. Okay, so hopetv.org. Yes, sir. And the... Uh, app you have it for both android and uh, apple products that's correct okay so i can watch it on a smartphone i could watch it on a tablet i can stream it on the internet and if i've got direct tv i can get it on channel 368 yes sir nature programs health programs i know you have a special interest in financial health is that stuff that you cover on the on the station as well we do mini spots talking oh, okay. about the instruments, but we don't go into depth on air. Okay. Okay. We do have a DVD that does go into more depth on these financial instruments, uh, and we have an attorney, happens to be my wife, okay. uh, give more of a legal perspective and background to these instruments. Uh-huh. So that's something that is available. And is that a costly DVD? Uh, actually, no. We, uh, well, for people who are interested in it, we just ask them to pay shipping and handling, oh, okay. and we will send it to them. Okay. And again, the point of contact for that is, is the Hope TV website? That would work, yes. Or they can call a phone number that I can give you if you're interested. Yeah, why don't you do that, just for some that sure. might be interested in that. Go ahead. Uh, that's 888-339-5555. P-L-A-N. Okay, so this is specifically for the planned giving department of the Hope Channel. Yes, but we can also get them the uh, DVD through that number. Okay, and that's a DVD that talks about how you can, um, it's more like estate planning and and planning for your... uh, Tax tax smart planning. Okay. Okay. Wow. So that number again, 888-339, and then the word plan. Plan, P-L-A-N. Now, listen, you've done an eloquent job making an advertisement. At least the dots are connecting in my mind. Do you think we might be able to get your wife on the show sometime and talk about that topic? Uh, There's a chance. Okay. Al, listen, it's great to have you uh, with us. I I was just thankful that you were able to pull away and talk a little bit about the Hope Channel. Some great resources there. Again, give us the uh, the website. www.hopetv.com. Dot O-R-G. Great. HopeTV.org. And on DirecTV, it's channel 368. 368. Listen, great material is out there. You can pick it up through American Indian Living Magazine. You can pick it up on the Hope Channel. 
all kinds of resources. Hopefully today's show has made a difference in pointing you to some resources that can make a difference in your life. For all of us at American Indian Living, I'm Dr. David DeRose wishing you the very best of health. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Service.